Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. And while you're still standing, go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. Very, very familiar portion of scripture. In fact, I preached this. My first sermon was from this exact text in this exact church. Wow, it's all just hitting me full circle here. Proverbs chapter 3, and I'm just going to read two verses, verses 5 and 6. Many of you probably don't even need to turn there, but uh, probably quote it. If you don't have your Bible, we'll throw it up on the screen for you. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. I just want to uh, share a word with you here this morning from this title. It's my choice. It's my choice. Tell your neighbor beside you, it's my choice. It's my choice where we eat today. No, it's good. You can be seated. God bless you this morning. Amen. Kind of wanted to um, focus your attention and and talk about today um, all of the choices uh, that we make. I mean, when you think about it, essentially, what are we? We are the sum total of the choices, the decisions that we have made. Whatever choices you have made uh, in the past uh, determines who you are today. The uh, decisions that you're making today, they determine who you become and and what you do in in the future. All of you are here today because of the choices that you have made, because of the decisions that you have made. And so today, what I want to do is I want to talk about uh, a, a big choice that I believe every single one of us will need to make in in different areas of our lives. I want to talk about something that all of us struggle with from time to time, Um, talking about about choice, talking about uh, making decisions. Um, More times than not, uh, we choose to be in control rather than to be surrendered. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. Let's be honest, I need some participation, a little help this morning. How many of you would say that in some areas of your life, you love to be in control? Raise your hands high. Raise your hands. Keep your hands raised up high. And if you feel the urge to raise the person beside you's hands and let them know, you've been driving me crazy for a while. You need to take some notes today. Amen. All of us battle with some area of wanting to control uh, at work. You know, some, some are at work. Some of you, you're like, you know, do it, do it my way in my time. If you don't do it right, just move out of the way and I'll do it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you work with that person. Some of you are that person. Amen. I'm getting a little feedback here. We all battle with this. In the, in the home, some of you like control 
in the home. Everything has a place. Everything has to be done a certain way. Don't touch that. Don't move that. Leave that right there. When you vacuum, you vacuum the lines. Don't want to, okay. Don't, what is that? You vacuum the lines. They'd have to be perfect. Vacuum the lines. I really don't understand that. Now, when you mow the grass, there had, the lines have to be perfect. Who's with me on that? With the lines got to be, now the vacuum stuff I don't get. But when you mow the grass, we can, we can live with that. But the, the point is, we all have our areas. It could be certain people. You, you want your kids to do just what you want them to do. If you don't do that, I'm going to ground you till you're 35 years old. And you threaten them and you warn them. We all have our areas that we like to control. And so what I want to do today is address this, uh, this big issue. It's, it's fun to make fun of and it's fun to laugh at. But the reality is whenever we're trying to control something that's not ours to control, what that is is a reflection of a really big spiritual issue, a really big spiritual problem. And so what we're trying to do in this one area of our life, we're trying to be what whenever we're trying to take control, essentially what we're doing is we are trying to be like God. I want to control this because I know what's best, and I know how it's supposed to go. We're trying to be like God. What I want to do is I want to look at one of the most often quoted, most popular verses in the Bible, and I'll tell you right now, it's also one of the most difficult ones to live out. Even if you heard this a hundred times, I want you to hear it today as if you're hearing it for the very first time. Time. Throw Proverbs chapter 3 up there again, Cody. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It teaches us this that we are to trust in the Lord. We are to surrender to God, to be completely in His hands, to trust in the Lord with how much of our hearts? All. We're to trust in the Lord with all our heart. <laughs> Let me ask you, how much of your heart are you trusting to God? We're to trust him with, Proverbs lets us know, all of our heart. Then we're told, this is where it gets really difficult to me, is to lean not on your own understanding. I don't know about you, but I just want to figure it out. I want to figure it out. I want to know what's going on. I want to figure it out. It frustrates me when I can't figure it out. I want to be in control. I know what should happen and how it should happen. The scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Let me ask you this, in how many ways? Scripture says, in all your ways, what are we to do? We are to submit to him. Amen. We are to, uh, and the Hebrew word that's translated as submit is also translated as acknowledge. The word this word actually means to know. It is the same word that is used uh, when the Bible talks about Adam knowing Eve. It means an intimate knowing. There's relationship. And so we are to trust in the Lord uh, with every bit of our heart. In other words, we're not anxious about anything. We're just trusting in God. I told you, it's a hard one to live out, isn't it? 
We are to submit to him everything, acknowledge him, to know him in all our ways. We know him, we acknowledge him, we submit to him, and when we do that, we don't make our path straight, do we? Who does? He does. He makes our paths straight. So what do we do? We trust in the Lord with all our heart. We lean not on our own understanding and In every single way, we acknowledge him, we submit to him, we know him, and we've got a promise that he'll make our paths straight. Here's a problem, and many of you will see this in your own life. The more we try to control, the more we're afraid of losing control. And the more we're afraid of losing control, the more we try to control. And pretty soon what happens is we enter into this vicious cycle of fear. Essentially, we're trying to edge God out, saying, God, I want control of this. I need control. There's, a, there's an example from the Old Testament of control that had that gone bad. I mean, really, really bad. And uh, a bunch of you have heard the, heard the story. The, the, I want to share with you the story of, of Abram and Sarai. And here's the deal. The problem when we try to take control and we're not surrendered to God is we rarely ever get it right, ever. We rarely ever get it right when we try to take matters in our own hands and we're not completely surrendered to God. Abram and Sarai, their names were later changed to Abraham and Sarah. If there's anybody that ever battled with control issues, It is these two people right here. One time, Abraham was really uh, afraid. He was afraid for their safety, and so he lied. He took matters into his own hands. He took control, and instead of saying, this is my wife, he said, this is my sister. What was he doing? He was taking control of the situation. The, The biggest example, though, was when they were childless and really wanting more than anything else a child, and God had promised Abraham the most amazing promise. You will be a father of many nations. Whoa, that's incredible. What a promise. Then what happened? Nothing. Nothing for quite some time. God, you told me I was going to be, we were going to be parents, and then nothing, nothing, nothing. Month after month after month after month, there's nothing going on. And Sarah did what many of us do when God's timing wasn't her own. She decided to take control and try to bring the desired outcome her own way. And this is a perfect example of control gone bad. Genesis 16 tells a story. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. And she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. But I say Hagar, Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian. And after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. What is she doing? She's taking control. She's, she, what has she said? She said, perhaps, who? Perhaps I can build a family through her. She's come to the conclusion, God's not doing what he said he was going to do. God's not doing what he said or what he promised, and so I'll take control, go with Agar. God made a promise. 
God told us God's timing was not consistent with their timing. And so they took control and control went bad. If you don't know what happened next, let me tell you. Some of you know part of the story, but you may not know all the story. It's really, uh, it, 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 really mind-blowing how this one controlling situation ended up impacting people for centuries to come. Hagar ended up getting pregnant, and Hagar gave birth to a son. They called that son Ishmael. Then later, Sarah conceived and gave birth to Isaac. And if you look at the lineage of Ishmael and Isaac, it is stunning. Out of Ishmael, you actually have the Palestinians. Out of Ishmael, you actually have Muhammad. Out of Isaac, you have the Jewish nation, and you also have Christ. And here we are centuries later, and you still have this tension between the Palestinians and the Jews, and you have this tension between do we follow Muhammad or do we follow Christ? Why? Control went bad. Control. I want to take control. It's not happening, God. It's not happening. I, 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 I'm tired of waiting. And so in my way, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I feel is best, and I'm going to do what I think I should. I'm going to do something to bring this about. Now, chances are most of you are probably not going to be faced with the same option the same scenario. You're not going to be tempted with the same thing that Abram and Sarai had, but you will be tempted by something. I don't know who it is or what you're going to be tempted with, but there's someone here who will be tempted to take control when something doesn't go your way. It could be anything. I remember growing up in the youth group, it was, you know, you were a single Christian and, and, and you didn't like being single. It wasn't the cool thing. So you were looking for another single Christian. But all of a sudden, you found someone who wasn't Christian. And you, and you are at the point, you know, you're going to settle for somebody. And you're like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be unequally yoked. But, man, that smile. Look at the smile that they got. And you know what? You, you'd venture yourself. You know, I know, I know, I know I shouldn't. But I can change her. I can change her. I can, I can do that. But. And it could be anything. It could be people at, at work. Hey, I'm trying to delegate this to you, and you're not doing it right, so move out of the way. It could be it could some of you, and nobody here, they're all at other churches today, and this is nobody here, but uh, there is some parents who like to hover over their children, maybe just a little too much. I know of, of parents who... Just, it frustrates them. Their, their kids can't make a bad grade in school, and so they come home. They're like, oh, you got, you got some science homework? You got this math? Let me help you. Let me do it for you because you got to make an A. You got to pass. You know, it's uh, nobody here. They're all at other churches. Your kid's going out to check the mail, and you're like, put a helmet on. Wear your knee pads. Be careful. None of you are like that. I heard a stat the other day that was shocking to me. Of recent college graduates, 8% actually bring one of their parents with them to the job interview. 
8%. Just a little tip, if you're interviewing for a job, leave your mom in the car. <laughs> it's cool she drove you. I know she drove you and everything like that, but leave her in the car. All right? <laughs> here's, what, here's what I want you to do. Here, here's, I, want you to, I want you to think with me. If you're taking notes, write this down. Uh, think, think with me for just a moment. I want you to think about, uh, name the area of your life that you're trying, you're, you're trying your hardest to control. It could be a person. It could be a thing. It could be a, a circumstance. What I want you to do is think about it for a moment. Think about it. Give it a name. Write it down. What are you trying to control? Uh, it could be anything. Are you trying to control your kids? Are you trying to, trying to control your grown kids? Are you trying to control your grown kids as kids because they're not raising your grandbabies, right? It could be anything, whatever it is. What are you trying to control? Are you trying to control your finances? Are you trying to control your, your, your future on the job, trying to control your spouse? Don't chew gum like that. I told you to stop chewing gum. Whatever it is, write it down. Name it. Name it. You're trying to, what are you trying to control your image? You're trying to, whatever it is you're trying to control, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask ourselves, is this something that is really mine to control? Or is this something that I am supposed to trust to the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding? Will it be surrender or will it be control? The choice is yours. It's, it's your choice. What I want to do, I want to give you a few questions to help you answer when is the right time to choose being this in this posture of surrendering it to God or in the posture of control. Question number one is this. You're going to ask yourself, is this worth my concern? Is it, is it worth my, in other words, there are many things that people are really upset about, but it is, it is so not their concern. It is completely not their concern. I think about this as a, as a leader in my industry. I, I manage a, a, a store, an industrial sales company right down the road. I'm not the whole company, but a branch of the company. But as a leader, I think to myself that, and especially here recently when we have new hires and we're trying to train people, and it's literally like raising children and, and, and teaching them the way and stuff like that. And some of it's not as easy as on some jobs. And so, and I think to myself, you know, are there times that I could come into the come into the workplace and, and just be like, you know what, this needs to change, that needs to change, stop doing that, start doing this, or this needs to change, I don't like that, this needs to be different, I'd like to change that, and you need to stop. What is that how I should be as a leader? What I what I think to myself is I gotta be really wise right here. I need to pick my battles carefully because if I come in and I say this is bad and that is bad and this is bad, I'm going to demoralize the team. I'm not going to uh, uh, look at all of the great things that they are actually doing, all of the positive things. And oftentimes, there are things, a few things that you need to fix, that you need to tweak a little bit, but we really gotta work on uh, uh, what is working, find out what is working, and then begin to pour the gasoline on that fire and get that to burn even brighter. 
we got to be really, really wise. That means as a leader, I have a tolerance for some things that are a little bit different than the way I would have them to be. You see, you can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. You just can't. If you're trying to build any organization, you cannot have both. So you have to empower people. You have to. You have to let some things, some minor things be a little bit different than what you'd have them to be. You can have control or you can have growth. But you can't have them. The problem is sometimes we're getting so, uh, so, so wigged out about other things and so many things and that, that are really not that big a deal. And you know what we're doing? We're hurting people. We're hurting our relationships. We're, we're hurting people over things that aren't that big of a deal. And so I've asked myself, is this worth my concern? Is this a big deal? You'll let me be real for just a minute, and this is, this, is nothing, this is nothing personal, but I've heard of arguments between spouses. Well, that is not the way you fold towels. Who taught you to fold towels? Is it really worth the concern? Some of you are like, oh, yes, it is. I ask you, five years from now, okay, 20 years from now, (laughs) five years from now, is it really that big of a deal? Is it really matter? Is it really your concern? Is it really, is it worth my concern? My wife and I get so upset sometimes, her more than me, about all of the fingerprints on our back sliding door that looks out onto our deck and onto our backyard. And so time after time, she's constantly over there with the Windex and she's rubbing that thing down. And she's, and I kid you not, minutes, seconds after it's done, the kids are like banging on the back door. Mom, I need a drink. I I need a snack. And and there's fingerprints all over the sliding back door. There's fingerprints everywhere. And and we can't keep the finger. I don't know if we have to cut their hands off or what the the solution is. But there's constantly there. There's still fingerprints there right now. But here's the thing. It's not going to be very long before I come home. And guess what I'm going to miss the most? I, I would give anything to have fingerprints on my backsliding door because my kids have grown and they've moved out. It's interesting that the things that drive me crazy is actually thing, the one thing, the things that I'm going to miss one day. Is it worth the concern? Is it really worth getting upset over? Ask yourself that because some of you, you're getting upset over things that really don't matter that much. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting your relationships. You're driving yourself crazy because of something that really isn't your concern. So ask yourself, is it my my concern? The second thing I want to ask and you need to ask yourself is this. Is it mine to control? 
Is it mine to control? Is it something that I should do something about? And honestly, church, the, sometimes the answer is yes, right? So how many of you know God just won't do everything for you? God, God wants you to do some things yourself. There's a big difference between surrendering, surrendering control and relinquishing responsibility. For if you're, so let me just throw out an example that if you get yourself in a financial crisis, like you are financially just messed up, you don't just sit back and say, okay, God's put it in your hands, God. I'm gonna, you're gonna come through for me. God's gonna, I gave you two hands. I gave you a mind to think. Go get a job. Go work for it. Don't, don't spend more than you make. Is this okay? If, you're, if your marriage is in trouble, what can you do? You can, you can adjust your heart. You can, uh, you can examine yourself. You can suggest. You can, you know, maybe we need to seek counsel. Maybe we need to find a church. Maybe we need to get around some spiritually minded people and have a spiritual connection with other believers. There are things that you can do when it is your concern. If you're a single guy and you want to get married, put the PlayStation controller down, take a shower, there are things that you should do. Ask yourself, quite honestly, is it mine to control? If it is, then you do something about it. But if it's not, we're going to ask ourselves the last question. Is it God's? Is it God's alone? Is this one of those areas that I'm trying desperately to control, but it's not mine to control? Is it my concern? Is it my concern? Am I supposed to do something? Is it mine to control? And if not, is it God's alone? I want to read to you from Philippians 4 as our music comes. A few more minutes, baby. They, these are the words of the Apostle Paul when he was chained to a Roman guard in house arrest. He's in prison. He writes these amazingly powerful words. Here's what he said. Again, if you've heard this before, please hear it like it's God speaking it to you for the very first time, and he's speaking it directly to your situation. Paul says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything. How many of you were anxious about something last week? I was. Paul said, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious, but in how many situations? But in every situation, no matter what you're going through, no matter what they did, no matter what he or she, no matter what you can't change, in every situation, by what? By prayer and petition. By what? Prayer. And petition 
What do you do? He said, you present your request to God. In every situation. I ask, what do you do in every situation? Present your request to God. Hear me right Hear me right now. Don't ever insult God by saying, well, all we can do is pray. All we can do now is pray. I could just imagine God sitting up in heaven and just looking you down and say, you're in trouble now. You're down to just me. Oh, you got speed, bro. You're in a really bad situation. No, 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 no. Prayer is never, ever a last resort. Prayer is always a first line of offense. What can we do as a child of God? We can pray. We can pray. Scripture says we can go boldly before the throne of grace. Hey, we have access to God, and guess what? He hears our prayers. When we pray in service, we're not just feeling time to say we, we prayed. No, we are praying. We are submitting our request to God. What can you do? You can pray. It's our first line of offense. We go before God with what? Paul said, with thanksgiving. Why? Because we know he hears us. Because we know he cares because we know and understand that he's working in all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose stand with me this morning here's the amazing thing whenever you do all that here's the amazing thing when you go you submit your request to God. Prayer, petition. This is what happens. This is what verse 7 says. That the peace of God. Supernatural peace. Which transcends all understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What do we do when there's something that we can't control? What do we do when we come upon a circumstance that we feel like is outside of our control? What do we do as a child of God? We say, God, this one is actually yours. I present this to you. I trust it to you. I'm trusting in you with all my heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. But God, in this situation and in all my situations, I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to know you. God, I'm praying that you would do something about it. And what does God do? God gives us a supernatural peace that goes beyond your ability to even understand People ask you, how are you doing today? How, how, how are you doing so good? And you're like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I look at my situation and I should be bad. But I'm not. Why? Because it's my choice. I get a choice to put it in his hands and give it to God. It's not mine to control. 
It's not mine to be anxious about. So look at what you're dealing with. Look at the circumstance that you have arrived in and ask yourself the question, is this for me or is this for God? You're married and your spouse maybe is making bad decisions and you ask yourself, can I, can I do anything about it? Can I, can I change them? Most people think they can. Most people try. Let me just help you, you can't. What happens is, is people end up making the other miserable and they end up making them crazy and they drive them away and they, you can conform their behavior for a little while until they begin to resent and, and kick back. Here's the deal. You cannot change them. Can God change them? You better believe it. What is that? Well, that is God's and God's alone. And so we put it in his hands. God, I trust you. I trust you. Can you physically heal your body? Can you physically, you have an ailment, and can you just go, poof, I'm, I'm healed. All of a sudden, the sickness is gone. The ailment is gone. No. We can't do that. So what do you do? You go through everything that you know to do. You go to the doctor, you get help, you get treatment, you do all the things you can do. Can you heal yourself? No, but can God heal? Yes. God, I trust this one to you. It's not mine. Can you control your kid's future? Nope. You can't. You can threaten them. You can drive them away from you. You can create a wall where, there, where there's no trust. Can you control their future? No. Can God, though, be actively involved in their future, leading them in the right and wise ways? Yes, he can. God, I trust my children to you. I trust my kids to you. What do you do? You do what you can do. You invest in your children. You Ultimately, you say, I trust in the Lord with all my heart. And I, I lean not on my own understanding. Whenever you're doing what we all can do, you say, hey, is this, is it worth my concern? A lot of times, it's not. So let it go. Is it mine to control? If it is, you do something about it. But if it is not, you ask, is this for God alone? Most of us in this room today struggle with this issue. This is something in our lives that there is something there that we try to control, but it was never meant for us. I don't know what it is. I'm just here to tell you that you can't. If you try to control, if it is not yours to control, I'm trying to get you to recognize those areas and hopes that you will reach the place where you say, you know what? I'm going to trust this person. I'm going to trust this situation. I'm going to trust it to God. And when you do that, 
Paul says the peace of God which transcends which transcends all our understanding it's going to guard your hearts and your minds and your souls in Christ Jesus Would you bow your head close your eyes in this place name those things what are you trying to control that is not meant for yours to control whatever it is I'm encouraging you as the scripture encourages us trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding but in every way acknowledge him and he will make your path straight i'm trying to encourage somebody today to choose surrender over control to not be anxious about anything but in everything god we present it to you we present this person to you with petition and with thanksgiving god knowing that the peace of god which transcends all our understanding God is going to guard our hearts, our minds, and our souls. As they begin to play and sing, I invite you just to a moment of prayer. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.